Welcome to the Between the Lane Lines podcast, sponsored by the National Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association. Here are your hosts, Jason Polano, Kyle Betelov, and Kevin Pierce. Show notes from today's episode can be found at bit.ly slash L-E-E-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z-M-A-N-W-O-W. That's bit.ly slash Lee Schwartzman Wow. You can also find all of our other NISCA uh, Workout of the Week practices by going to bit.ly slash NISCAWOW, N-I-S-C-A-W-O-W, all lowercase. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the NISCA Between the Lane Lines podcast. I'm your host today for our Workout of the Week segment, Jason Polano. Today, our guest is Lee Schwartzman. Lee has been coaching for 28 years. He has been the head coach at Weathersfield High School in Weathersfield, Connecticut for 15 years, whereas Eagles and Lady Eagles have combined for a total record of 227, 49, and 1. The Lady Eagles have won their conference for the past 13 years, and in total, the boys and girls have won 26 conference titles since he took over. Both teams regularly place in the top five at the state meet, and both teams also consistently finish in the top 10 in the NISCA Dual Meet PowerPoint National Championships in their respective classes. In 2009, he won the Connecticut High School Boys Coach of the Year, and he prides himself on the fact that 99% of his athletes that have swum for all four years for him have graduated as state qualifiers. Lee has been teaching for 18 years and is a graduate of the University of Tennessee. He has also completed a master's degree four years ago in educational counseling and leadership with an emphasis on positive coaching from the University of Missouri. Lee has a practice to share with us today. Lee, to give some listeners some context, what part of the season uh, do you guys fall in when you wrote this practice and how far off of the championship meet season are you for Weathersfield High School? All right. Well, it's great to be with you. Thanks. Thank you for having me. So uh, I'm currently in my one week of not being on the deck. Um, in Connecticut, we have separate seasons for girls and boys. And the girls typically end the Saturday before Thanksgiving and the boys start the Thursday after Thanksgiving. So um, I'm doing nothing right now. Um, and this practice uh, is kind of at the peak of our season. Uh, we, I always use Mount Schwartzman as our trajectory of the year, uh, starting low, finishing low, and everything else in between is, is the big hike up to the summit. And uh, the, uh, the B potty, as we call it, B-P-O-T-Y, the best practice of the year. Um, I've got a shirt I wear on this day that says B potty on it. Uh, the kids think it says something different when they get delirious, they don't see the bottom part of the P. Um, but uh, it is kind of like the peak of peak week. So it's the uh, it's to be celebrated because after that, every practice just gets a little bit easier. So usually it winds up uh, this year, the way it wound up. And it's about the same because our seasons are only about 12 weeks long uh, for each the girls and the boys. Um, it winds up about two weeks before 
our conference meet and about three weeks before our state meet. Okay. So is this the same written practice that you do every year or is it like uh, you declare a practice to be the B potty practice of the year? This practice, specifically the last two sets that we'll talk about um, is, is B potty. The kids know what it is. They know it's coming. Um, uh, it, it's, it's a challenge, but they know that uh, they, they really get into it because they know that after this, it gets easier. <laughs> There's so a light at the end of the tunnel. So it's a great way oh. to kind of uh, package a difficult practice as a celebration, which is something that I think every coach needs to work on is, you know, how can I package those difficult practices to be something that kids are excited about and looking forward to and not just dragging themselves to. That's awesome, Lee. Correct. Thank you. Awesome. All right, so take us through it, uh, start to finish. What are you guys uh, looking to do? What's the focus for the set? And then uh, you got it, go for it. Okay, so um, ultimately at this point, and, I, and I'll go ahead and throw our yards out that we've been using. I, I use high tech team manager, so I'm more of a, uh, a, a disciple to the stress value than the yards. Um, but uh, ultimately during our peak week, uh, and, and I ultimately hell month, um, when you only have 12 weeks, you gotta, you gotta make the most of everything that you can. Uh, at, at this point we were averaging, I would say, as far as yards, uh, about 6,500 yards a day. So, uh, which, you know, for a 12 week season is, is getting up there. I've got a good mix of kids, some year round summers, some not, uh, two hour long so, practices, Lee, what two hour long practices, two hours, 10 minutes. I try to squeeze an extra few minutes in uh, during as you should. Very cool. Doing the bee potty. Um, after that, it just gets to be you know it's kind of uh, we don't want to turn into garbage yardage. So, um, so the whole purpose of the the practice is to arrive at the last two parts. If you're looking at the document as I'm going through, is to arrive at the the bottom two parts of the practice tired. I mean, they're already tired from, you know, the, the whole season and the week. We usually typically do this on a Friday. Um, and uh, my norm is about 1,200-yard sets. That's kind of our average. I don't typically go uh, for sets longer than that. And everything's programmed into our scoreboard, so there's always three minutes rest between sets. So uh, the first set here – this year and um, is a 4,200 yard set, which includes warm up. Um, so for me, it's, you know, the, the kids know this is the B potty day. They know that it's, you know, what's coming and it's a hard practice. So um, the idea is we, we're going to get through this first part. I try to mix it up with some longer swims, some shorter swims, kind of a pattern starts with 300 warm up, and then 850 stroke free where the stroke is fast and then uh, some work on hundreds where it's a descending interval as we go through the kind of the, the circuit a few times. Um, and, uh, but the key part of this whole practice in the week is um, my assistant coach and I are rating the kids on effort the whole week. I do that all the time. That's how I take attendance um, at the end of every practice instead of just doing a check mark. I've done this for years. I just rate kids on a scale of one to five. One is you're floating up and down the lanes. Five is, oh my God, you can't do any better than that in a practice. And that's just my effort 
uh, ranking. I don't share that with them. Um, they have their own method that we use where they, where they, they rank each, they rank themselves at the end of practices, kind of a accountability thing. Lee, I absolutely love that because that's something that, I mean, we're all taking attendance anyway, and that's a way for you to quantify and look back and drive some of your decision-making through some data that you have. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a bit subjective because, you know, I might give that kid a three and that kid a four and they were pretty similar, but when you aggregate that data over the course of a year, you're getting so much information that you need to know. And you can kind of, you can quantify, Hey, this is a bad week for a kid. Why? And then go through right. and talk to that kid. And uh, that, that, I love that idea. Fantastic. Right. And it, it also shows trends with the entire team. Okay. Like I never really met, I don't, I don't mention the rankings at all individually. I will, if we, for some reason we start to trend down a little bit, I will mention, okay, girls, this is, this is where we are. We were at a, three, seven, five, and now we're at a three, two, like we need to, we need to step it up. Um, but, um, so we constantly on, on this particular day and even this week, we extended it to a week this year, every set, every kid got ranked by both myself and my assistant coach again, on a scale of like one to five. Um, and so they know it. So it kind of keeps them engaged. Like, Oh, he's really, you know, there's some prizes involved that we know about uh, at the end of the practice. Um, so as you're getting tired and, you know, we all know how our summers get, you know, when you're at that hump of the season, um, you know, it, it just a little bit extra motivation um, that, you know, every time, every time we get to a new set, I'm getting, I'm getting some sort of rating. Uh, that's not really shared until the end when we share the winners. So um, I give them some choice throughout this little, th th this first set, you know, they can pull some if they want, but focus, you know, but definitely focus, focuses. There's some pace fifties for the distance kids. Um, the stroke stuff is fast on the fifties. Um, and then uh, definitely the breathing in or out of the turns on the more aerobic hundreds, because that stuff just kind of gets lost when you're dying. Um, so well, we were talking to Jesse Cole a couple of weeks ago and Jesse was talking about how each, each practice has a positive practice habit that right. he tries to implement as he gets closer and closer to championship season, just as a way to keep it fresh and, and keep it focused. And sometimes, like you said, when a kid's just dragging himself up and down the pool for a B potty practice, we, we just want to keep it in the forefront of their minds. Right. Right. If, if you're focusing on some sort of technique, sometimes the pain goes away. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, and those are the things breathing out of the turns that make you faster. So even if you're tired and you were breathing off the turns, now you're not, that could save you, you know, a second or two over the course of the hundred. So um, as we get through the first set, you know, keep in mind our normal practices at this point are 6,000 to 6,500 yards. So we're already 4,200 in. Okay. So, you know, they're pretty tired. It went by pretty quick because there's not a, not a ton of rest in that set. And that's all, that's all kind of the purpose. So, um, those that have done this set before the returners, they know exactly what's coming. And it's kind of, I'm a little scared of, of, of doing this podcast because now it'll be like documented and people will kind of know that's coming. So I'm going to have to tweak it uh, even for the boys season. Cause they'll all kind of know all the new, all the newbies um, and people kind of forget about the second part, the, the third part of the set. Um, so uh, ultimately the, the second part, the second set uh, B party part one, um, it's just 600 yards. We start with kicking with a board, which we don't kick with a board that often anyway. So maybe that makes it seem a little bit more fun, um, but it's gotta be sprint. 
and because I want their legs tired. Uh, and then um, and they do a hundred from a push all out as fast as they can. And the, and the, and we just you got to get your times. You got to get your times. And again, we use the scoreboard, so it's easy. And they're used to getting their times. And we're, I'm always writing down times for something, all of our test sets and whatnot. So hey, let me ask you this real quick. For the kid that forgets to get their time, how do you how do you interact with that kid? What's your what's your uh, your direct influence you have on that situation? Well, the good thing is I can see most of them. So um, you know, it's uh, it, in this case, there's another one because I'm writing it down after each round. Okay, so if you didn't get it on the first round, then you got to get it. And now we're wa- I mean, now we're really watching. Gotcha. Our, our pool is not so crowded that it's not hard to kind of piece together a time if we need to. Gotcha. Because, you know, I, I had, I had uh, 18 girls on the, on the squad this past, this past year. So it's only three per lane, pretty easy to find out, you know, and between you and your assistant coach, you, you can right. do a pretty good job of targeting those kids that you're like, Oh, Johnny's not going to get it again. The good part about these two parts of the set, everybody's together. Yeah. You know, all the lanes are moving together. So if, if Jane didn't get in lane six, well, the person in lane five was like a second ahead of her. So, you know, we can, we can figure out what it is, but gotcha. um, when you, when you tell them before the set, get your time, get your time. And they're pushing off for the subject, get your time, get your time. And as they come in, we're yelling, get your time, get your time. So, and they're just used to it. So we write them down quick average. Um, and again, I don't, um, I, I use high tech and I print everything out, but I cut the sets every day. I don't give the whole workout every day because I know when I was a swimmer, if my coach gave me the whole workout, I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to work on hard for that one. And I'm going to take the rest of it easy. Um, and you know, I always, I'm always saying like every set's the main set. So, um, you know, I, I don't talk about what comes next. Um, and even, you know, there's, I feel like there's a sense of pride that the kids that know, you know, that they're going to challenge themselves. Um, and the kids that don't know, they don't know what's coming next. They just know they're doing, you know, a few hundreds hard, which is nothing because yeah. there's only one at a time. I got three one so, hundreds hard and twelve twenty fives. This is a good day. Be potty. Yeah, but, right. Exactly. That's easy. Yeah. We typically do eight. I mean, you yeah. know, in two minutes, like that's a dream. So, um, so then, you know, then I give them the next set. Um, and, and when I give them the set, you know, with the way that high tech prints it out, they see the totals at the bottom. So they know this is the last set. Okay. And then they look at the clock and they see that there's like, you know, almost 50 minutes left in the practice. So then immediately it's like, Oh no, oh, he um, got us again. Right. Dang it, Schwartzman. Us again. Um, so, you know, this one just starts again, like, like well, on the first one, you know, the, the, the kicking with the board is just that you're thinking about the kick. I always, I always tell them, you know, if you're getting tired and you just think about kicking hard, everything else catches up. Like your arm is always going to catch up with your kick. And when they get tired, um, you know, in, in peak week, whatever, it's, whatever you want to call it. Like, I feel like the kick is the first thing to go is they're just kind of like swimming through tar. Um, so if you can kick at least, you know, the, the stroke rate comes back up again. So then we start now with 225s stroke sprint. I do make them do not freestyle. Um, I try to persuade the breaststrokers to not do breaststroke because that can easily turn into long stroke breaststroke. And just like with the kick, I want, I want them kicking hard. I want their heart rate all the way up already. Um, when they start. So you're, 
you're trying to prime their engine with those 25s at the start of each right. one of these rounds. Okay. Right. Okay. And so it's the same. And then it goes right into four 100s on two minutes, all out. We're writing down the times. They're going for the same time that they got before. But now it's four of them. And now we're doing this three times through. So it's really 12 of, 12 of them. Um, and, you know, the big, the big push here is, you know, this is, this is the peak. This is about as hard as it can get. You know, you're going to get through this. You're thinking about your end of season times, you know, and how this is all money in the bank or whatever, barn in the hay in the barn, whatever, whatever metaphor, you know, you use. Magic and, paper dust. Yeah, magic tape. Yeah, you, you see my Facebook page. Absolutely. Um, and, um, you know, and it's, and, and it's re at this point, it's, and my team is, I mean, I give them a lot of credit and uh, it, it, the, the amount of high fives and encouragement that they do at the end of every, every set, every swim. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So it's like, you know, a big focus here is, you know, use your teammates, lean on your teammates, lift up your teammates. If you're doing good, tell your teammates and then, you know, and encourage them to do, you know, to, to keep pushing um, because that's what, you know, I've, that's what a high school team's all about. I mean, that's what a team's all about. So and I think Jesse and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago too, and that, you yeah, know, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between swimming for a team and swimming with a team. And like, well, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we just kind of wrapped up that phase of the season. Like I'll have kids from other areas that, you know, they got family. So they come and they train with me for a couple of days they're not enjoying practice because these are just people they're swimming with, not swimming people they're swimming for. So um, that's fantastic. And, and you'll get engagement out of kids if there's a communal effort moving towards something. And Lee, you always do that with your kids. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So then it's just, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting to, you know, the, I think high school kids never really trust in their endurance so much. You know, they look at this and they'll be like, there's no way I'm getting these time. I'm getting this time 12 times. I just did one, you know, and, you know, sometimes the first one of the first round is tough. Um, you know, it's a, maybe it's a little bit of a mental barrier. And then they see some of their teammates getting it and we're being like, oh, you know, Jane just was two seconds faster, you know, and, and it kind of catches on. And, and it's not uncommon for them to not only descend the first set, but we often see kids, their third round is the fastest of all of them. Um, you know, they, once they, once they realize they can get it and it's two minutes and two minutes, I mean, we're usually doing them on like, you know, one thirty or something like that. Like that extra 30 seconds is like a gold mine. I mean, you know, and it's just, and um, you know, and for the most part, you know, they all do them freestyle. Sometimes there's some crazy butterflies that'll be like, I want to do this butterfly. And, all the power to you. Um, you know, I've, I've had some backstrokers do it before. Um, but you know, ultimately it's, it's a cell. It's well, not a, they don't look at it as a celebration, but you know, they put everything into it. You know, we put the rankings into it. Um, and then I always have some sort of prize at the end for the, for the B potty winner. Um, typically it's, I get on Amazon, like a, like a dollar sign necklace, like a, like a M and a, I mean, whatever. You know, and they, take, flave, yeah. and they put it on Instagram. Uh, this year we did, um, I figured if, if you can have one B potty, why not have two? So, um, and then we did the ranking for the whole week. So we had two winners on Friday, 
two winners on Saturday and then some overall winners for the whole week as well, uh, which got a lot of people kind of involved. And, um, you know, and if, um, you know, if one person thought they, they should have won on the first day, then they can try to, you know, make up for it on the next day. But it becomes a real sense of accomplishment to get that, that dollar sign, which is, you know, $6 on, uh, on Amazon. It's money well spent. And you can, uh, you could create, so a couple of years ago, we did this with my kids. Uh, we did a house cup and we bought a trophy and we like split the kids up into teams and uh, we do it every year before inner squad. And that trophy gets passed down year after year after year to the team that wins. And like, there are kids that go gaga over it. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a bit of fun. Now it's, now it's become a, I have a new assistant coach this year, but the last three years, my assistant coach and I, uh, I, I'm very proud to say that I was three and zero in inner squads against her, mostly because she forgot she beat me every single time. But um, yeah, it's a sense of accomplishment for those kids, absolutely, and for coaches sometimes too. Competition yeah, we, brings out the have, best in all of us. We have one. We have an inner squad meet that we do, and usually, and the captains each do their own lineups. Typically, I have three. If only have two captains, I get another senior, uh, and they make the whole lineup for themselves. It's it's during a real meet. Um, and being the narcissistic person that I am, um, it's one of those big Gatorade jugs, and it's called Lord Schwartzman's Cup. Um, and uh, and the winning team actually writes their name on the cup, like the Stanley Cup has, you know, all the winning players. Absolutely. Down there. So yeah, those kind of things are great. So um, so yeah, that's that's awesome. Fun. So going back through this set, you know, we've got four thousand yards of warm up, just kind of giving the kids a little bit of choice, some autonomy, knowing what they want to do. Uh, then you go into a, uh, you know, short five, 600 yard set where kids are basically setting their, I'll call it a par time, the time that they're expected to go, but they don't know it. It's all a, it's all a big surprise when you bring out that second part of the main set where it's now, okay, now you've, you've set your bar. Let's, let's hit that bar more frequently on the same amount of rest uh, with a longer duration. So Lee, I love it. It's a great uh, practice. You're engaging kids. You're making sure it's uh, including some camaraderie, which that's the big difference between, in my opinion, high school swimming and uh, college and club swimming is that those high school kids are most of them. Their why is to be a part of an organization and a group. And, right. and it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I've got one last question for you. It's the question we ask everyone before we end these workout of the week podcasts. Um, if you were to give advice to a new or novice coach on how to write a practice, what is your formula? What is your process in writing practices? In one practice alone? Um, I would say, you know, first, what do you want? Like, write kind of like a lesson plan. Like, what do you want to accomplish? Um, and, um, you know, try to put a little bit of that in each parts of the practice. Okay. So if it's, you know, if it's, if it's a focus on streamline, then in warm up, put, you know, some specific streamline drills or, you know, widths of the pool or something so that when you get to the main set, you're trying to build that skill throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, just to keep it simple. I mean, and to keep it and something fun. And I'm, I, I say that and my summers will listen to this and they'll be like, yo, where's the fun, you know, but you know, to try to put something fun and encourage, you know, uh, I'm going way beyond your question, but, you know, make it a point to make sure that, that the kids are encouraging each other, 
you know, I mean, and, and that took a long time in our program to make that something normal. I used to say our practice was like a library and now I can't shut them up, but, you know, but to, you know, to make sure that, that, that they're, they're having fun, even if that, you know, uh, takes away from another sprint at the end of practice or something like that. Cause they gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta keep them coming back and wanting to come back and work hard. You know, we, a couple of years ago when we were tapering, you know, tapers already such a stressful time for kids. They're, they're, it's threatening to them that this one piece of the season kind of climaxes and that's it. Uh, so we did something called leave with a smile and it was the last 10 minutes of every practice. It was something, it was a belly flop contest. It was, uh, we did like a chase the rabbit thing at one year when like one person was the rabbit, no one else knew who the rabbit was in the lane, but like something that they got out of the pool with a smile and yeah, I, I would rather get a hundred percent out of them in those 10 minutes doing something fun than 60% out of them pushing volume or pushing intensity or pushing, you know, one of those other uh, fundamental pieces of swimming of swim coaching, but probably not as important, especially when you have a 12 week long season, like you guys do, where you're trying to cram so much of it into such a short amount of time. Uh, well, Lee, we really appreciate you being on the between the lane lines podcast. Thank you so much for uh, freeing up some time to come and talk to us a little bit about this. Any other closing thoughts, comments, concerns, complaints, cries of despair? Complaints, comments. I don't know who's listening to this. So, um, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm often, you know, Jason, you and I converse often uh, on the Facebook page and text and whatnot. And, you know, in, in many ways, I'm, I'm jealous of your long season. That's the kind of season I swam, you know, when I was in high school, I, I'll call it the double season. Um, you know, I mean, I, I would love that if I would love to have both my girls and my boys for 20 weeks, but, uh, I do quite enjoy having the genders separately because the teams kind of take on a life of their own. Um, but I guess, I guess just, just the one thing that, um, kind of going back to your last question, um, you know, get communication is, is lost among our kids at this point. Like if they're not, they don't know how to talk face to face. You know, all they do is text each other or, or, you know, talk or don't even talk on the phone or do Snapchats or whatnot. Um, and I think one of the biggest one of the biggest things that have, that has uh, made a positive impact on our team is at the end of every practice, the girls compliment each other. Um, and it, it takes somewhere between five and ten minutes. They literally just get in a circle um, and they give shout out to someone in their lane, a different lane about how they noticed they were working hard. Um, it seems so simple but it makes like a huge difference um, in everybody feeling included, especially when like the girl that has her name on the record board, you know, 15 times is shouting out someone that, you know, goes like a nine minute 500. So, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's how, you, you know, we're talking about the high school swimming and this is obviously for Niska. I mean, that's how you make a team is to make sure everybody feels like they're part of the team, whether they regularly score points or not. So I guess that'd be my last. Outstanding. Thanks for coming on today, Lee. For all of you listening out there, be sure to subscribe on your favorite po podcast platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Be sure to check us out. And we hope to see you guys next